Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on the show, we have Kimberly Palm. Kimberly is the owner of Body and Mind Healing, the author of the upcoming book called Conquering Stress, The Real Fountain of Youth, and creator of the Peace Stress Management System. And she calls herself Healer to the Doctors. Kimberly is a certified energy healer, stress management coach, medical intuitive, health and life coach, and certified meditation instructor. She combines her 35 years of research into healing and stress management with 25 years of coaching experience to help people all over the world achieve health and happiness in every area of their life and their careers. You can find out more about Kimberly Palm on her websites, HealYourMindBody.com and HealerToTheDoctors.com. And as always, you can Go right now to WeDon'tDieRadio.com and see a picture of the beautiful Kimberly Palm. So, Kimberly Palm, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you, Sandra. Thanks for inviting me and having me on your show. Oh, I'm really excited to talk to you. We're Facebook friends, and we've talked on in that world, but this is the first time we're talking voice-to-voice, and we are like-minded people, and... um, yeah, when you said you had some good stories about life after death, I thought, ooh, just the kind of girl I like. <laughs> and I also like that you're a firm believer in uh, stress, the impact it has on the body. And I and I like to mm-hmm. leave myself and the, our listeners with some powerful things that can help us in our day right now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you? First of all, where are you in the world right now? Oh, um, okay. Well, I'm I'm close to Seattle, Washington. Okay. Um, I've lived all over the country, but, um, for the past 20, I want to say 23 years or more, I've lived in Seattle, Washington area and, um, yeah, have my husband brought me up here from California. He was born and raised here and we've got two teenage, uh, interesting children. <laughs> Aww, I bet. And you're going to, I know you're going to tell me a little bit more about oh, yeah. them. But now yeah, that ties into the whole thing. The yeah, whole yeah, which is going to be very <laughs> cool, I think. But just just give us a little bit more about you. Like, what do you do for a living, and what kind of got you into that field? And oh, okay, that's a great question. Okay, so um, basically, what happened is well, it's probably better to just start with the the story, which is. Um, I started researching, I, I kind of popped into the world like very spiritual. I, I read the Bible cover to cover when I was four. I, nobody ever told me to read it. I picked it up and I just read it cover wow. to cover. And um, my mother always raised me, you know, with this whole spiritual thing of, you know, your relatives at Passover, they're always watching over you. Like my grandpa is always watching me and God can see everything you do. So you better, you know, be good because he can see you and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, when I turned about, 13, 14 years of age, I started researching um, spirituality and metaphysics and um, kind of health stuff in general and self-help types of things and just really, really researching and things like um, uh, kind of the occult, like tarot and um, uh, what do they want to call it, um, astrology and numerology, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I started researching that really, really intensely when I was like, oh, about 13-ish, something like that. Mm. And I just started getting more and more into it and learning more um, 
stuff and self-help stuff. And I kind of was on that course because um, my parents were very poor. We didn't have any money. And, um, in fact, I started working when I was 11 years old. And my parents wanted up borrowing money from me all the time because I had more money than they did. I was always working. And, what? yeah, and so what happened is I came from a family of everybody is, um, all my cousins on both sides of the family are all doctors. My mom was a nurse. Uh, came from a very medical family. Um, a lot of people thought I'd go to college and become a doctor or a nurse, which I didn't because my parents didn't have money to send me to college. And I really wasn't interested in, in doing that. So I went to school and I got a marketing degree. And what happened is I got married and 27 years ago, my husband and I had been together 30 years, something like that. And about 27, 28 years ago, I was misdiagnosed by a doctor who gave me some dangerous drugs and almost killed me. Wow. So um, I went on a uh, 28-year whatever journey of um, trying to, you know, learning how to heal my own body and take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And it would happen time after time again where these doctors would misdiagnose me or they couldn't diagnose me. They'd shake their head and go, I don't know what's wrong with you. And I'd get turned away, you know, over and over again. And so I became a hardcore medical researcher. I researched um, natural healing, energy healing, um, herbs, vitamins, supplements. I People who know me call me a walking encyclopedia of medicine, basically, because <laughs> I know every vitamin and what the side effects are and, you know, everything. And um, diet, exercise, nutrition, you know, self-healing alternatives, studying all the different types of alternative medicine, you know, all of that. I've been doing that for 27, 28 years. And then stress management. And what happened is seven years ago, um, I went into marketing. I was in marketing in the medical industry for 22 years. And seven years ago, um, my... Um, so after having my, I guess I need to go back in time. I was born with all sorts of interesting, um, what they call paranormal gifts or, or metaphysical gifts. I, I channel, I have clear audience, I'm intuitive, I'm psychic, you know. And I just had, I had a very small quantity of that when I was born, but what happened is after I gave birth to my children, I had like a chemistry tra- change, and you have to realize where all that ability comes from. It all comes from the pineal gland, um, which is located, you know, in your, near your brain. And the pineal gland, um, any person on the earth can become psychic. Um, you just have to develop your pineal gland. How do you gland, spell basically. that gland? P-I-N-E-A-L? P-I-N-E-A-L. And it huh. looks just like a pine cone. Pine cone was named after it, actually. Um, I've, I've never heard of this, so this is good stuff. Yeah, so pineal okay. gland is P-I-N-E-A-L and the pine cone and... Um, the Catholic Church knows about this because they have a giant golden pine cone in the middle of the Vatican and they know that all of your psychic and intuitive ability comes from your pineal gland because, um, you know, monks have been studying this stuff for hundreds of years. So, so um, yeah, any, any human on the earth, you know, you can be born with gifts, but, but you can also develop them. And so what happened is after my kids were born, my first one was born almost 18 years ago, my psyche gifts just kind of kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and, you know, just amazing things would happen. Like I start hearing the heavenly choir and I started writing music, started writing um, actually Christian music lyrics because I'd hear this music coming from the other side and there wasn't such songs on the earth and I'd start writing them down and memorizing the tunes and, and that kind of thing started happening. It was wow. really crazy. Wild. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then I started channeling information um, just channeling, and I had never channeled before. Me, I was always intuitive, but I had never had channeling ability. And what I do you started mean by that? Can, years. 
give an example channeling, what you mean by channeling? So channeling yeah. yeah, channeling, it's kind of like your brain is a computer screen and sometimes stuff shows up. And then I also have clear audience, which means I can hear. So sometimes I actually hear the beings on the other side, you know, or God speaking to me. I have the ability in Christianity, they say, listening to that small, still voice. And basically that's what it is. It's, and it's not like I hear voices in my head talking to me. I've actually a couple of times heard audible voices speaking. And the most of the time, it's just like information. The channeling is just like information just kind of showing up on a computer screen. It's like suddenly there's all this information there that I never knew about. You know, I've never read about it. I've never heard mm. about it. And it's just there. <laughs> okay. And and it just kind of comes out of your mouth. And sometimes when I'm channeling um, with most people who are channeling, it's like they're not in control of their brain and their speech. They're yeah. being, they're speaking out of their mouth. So like I'll be coaching client, 40% of my coaching sessions are, are channeled and I'll be sitting there coaching and all of a sudden this information will start coming out of my mouth, like to this person. And, and I have no clue about it. And I'm like taking notes going, wow, this is cool stuff. <laughs> because it's stuff I didn't know that's helpful for me too. Like, oh, if you do this, then this will happen, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm writing all these notes going, oh, my gosh, this is good stuff, and it's just, like, coming out of me, and it's because I'm not in control. Somebody else has basically taken over the, the factory or whatever. That's <laughs> pretty know. incredible, yeah. Yeah, and um, and then I've had a lot of Christian people come to me and say, well, how do you know you're not, like, hearing Satan and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. and it's like, uh, well, that's really easy. It's called discernment. Um, Satan's the destroyer. God is unconditional love. If a message is coming out of you that is le- comes from love, then obviously it's God. Right. <laughs> you know, Satan wouldn't say, "Here's what you take to heal your body." <laughs> you know, um, you know that's just not going to happen, and that usually sh- shuts people up right away. It's like you know, then they get it. But um, so that's that. But seven years ago. I channeled information for myself, and that was God speaking to me and saying, Kimberly, uh, I didn't create you to do marketing and all this other stuff. I actually created you to be a spiritual teacher and a healer. This is what I put you on the earth for. So get your butt going and start doing it. And um, so I went back to school, and I got certified to teach mindfulness and meditation because I'd actually used uh, meditation and mindfulness to cure myself of anxiety disorder and panic attacks. And um, I got certified to teach meditation, and um, then I started my business, Body and Mind Healing. And when I started, I was a health coach and meditation instructor, um, and I was doing a lot of life coaching. And and it's funny because I've been giving this advice for free to people. I've been kind of life coaching my friends for probably 20-something years for free, never really charged for it. So I started uh, started doing that, and then I'd also been um, business coaching people for a living, actually, for 25 years, you know, doing that kind of coaching. Um, and, and when I was business coaching people, a lot of times I'd be life coaching them, too, because the business and the life kind of overlapped each other. Right. Yep. Um, so I was doing that. So, so basically, I started my business doing, you know, coaching and healing and energy healing because I studied all these different types of energy healing, and I use about seven types of energy healing in my business. I'm a certified Reiki practitioner, and I do Qigong, and I do quantum touch, and a whole bunch of other ones that people have never heard of. Chakra balancing is another one I do. Um, but, you know, I studied all those. I went through lots of workshops, lots of training, a lot of years of research and training, to do all this. And so I started my business five years ago 
And then what I noticed was everybody who was coming to me was extremely stressed out, like really, really stressed out. And I got a hold of Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief, Mm -hmm. which is all about the fact that stress causes 98% of illness in the body um, and that stress that we create for ourselves. And then 2% of illness is also stress. It's inherited stress from your ancestors. And you can clear it out. You can get a you can get a cancer gene, and it has a, an on and off switch on it, basically. And the thing that turns it on is stress. So, so just because you inherited cancer from your mother doesn't mean you're going to get it. If you're stressed out, then yes, you are probably going to get cancer. But if you learn how to manage stress, then you'll never get cancer. And I had had all these um, clients who I was working with with their health and different things, and and I kind of put two and two together and realized, oh, this is really all about the stress, and really what I need to be focusing on is teaching people how to, you know, to to manage all the stress and blah, blah, blah. So I I started, you know, really focusing in on Mm -hmm. teaching people stress management, and then I get downloads at what I call 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe four or five, usually three o'clock in the morning, I'll get where I'm woken up in the middle of the night with this information where I'm being told, here's what you're going to give to the planet next. You know, like, here's what you're going to launch. Here's what you're going to do. Here's how you're going to help. Or sometimes it's information for clients. You know, you need to heal this person or they're going to die and here's what you're going to tell them and, you know, that kind of thing. So one morning at three o'clock in the morning, I was woken up and God spoke to me and he said, you know all that stuff you've been teaching people for the last so many years? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're going to put it into this program and it's going to be called the Peace Stress Management System. And, and I was like, okay, why am I calling it Peace Stress Management System? And he said, well, first of all, because it was actually coming from, from Christ, which is he was channeling this, he said, I am the Prince of Peace, and this program is going to bring peace into the life of every person who does it. And he said, second of all, the peace stands for something important. It stands for physical, emotional, chemical, and environmental stress. Um, he said, the people on the earth do not understand that conscious emotional stress is not the only stress killing everybody, that there's thousands and thousands of types of stress that are killing people. And he said, You're, you are going to put all this into a book, you are going to get it out to the four corners of the earth, and you are going to set everybody straight. <laughs> and I, okay. I don't want to interrupt you about what you're doing, because I want to be able to get back to this. Yeah, we because... need to get on to the other... So. Yeah, well, I'm just being mindful. I mean, it's who who my listeners are, and I know somebody sitting here listening going, that's not me, that's not me. But I, I know as a human being, it's like, it's easy to be, very easy to be afraid of death and dying. There's folks yeah. that have been diagnosed with an illness. There's folks that have just lost a loved one right. and are grieving terribly or about to. So um, I always say that, you know, what I want to get out is some good stories that have us believe that life after death is yeah. real. And then also in the face of that, mm-hmm. how to live our life, because it's pretty miraculous, the stories that we've heard so far. And also, you know, if we don't die, I mean, it's pretty clear where these um, unbelievably powerful creatures i almost said critters thinking of little animals but um just the fact that i want to also get into things that you talk about as far as wellness and raising your vibration and stress and all that stuff so if you could uh kind of weave in um why you want to be on the show and, and talk about a little bit about life after death what do you know yeah what have you seen yeah 
And thank you for your your sharing too, because it's very powerful who you are for the world and what you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. It's up to you now. Life after death. Oh, so you want me to talk? Yeah, okay, I want so, you to talk. Because okay. I know you've got so some stories about reign. your kids, too. I thought too. you were going to ask me specific questions. No, I don't. Okay, if I get free reign, here's what I have for all the listeners out there. Because, yes, I was <laughs> you. Um, I went through, I, I suffered from panic and anxiety, and a lot of it was around death. Right. Um, my grandpa passed away when I was 10, and he was like the love of my life. My grandpa was my best buddy. I mean, we did everything together. Yeah, <laughs> and, I had and my he died when like I was that. 10. And um, then I was living in a house that I didn't realize at the time. Um, I just thought it was the boogeyman, but I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I would see this man in black with like a skull face. And I thought it was like the boogeyman or something because my dad would always talk to me about a boogeyman and I would really realistically see this guy. I wasn't, and I wasn't imagining it. I was really, really seeing this guy in my apartment. And I think what it was was what people refer to as a shadow figure or demon or ghost or whatever you want to call him that was visiting me. But that was shortly after my grandpa passed away. And I know it wasn't him because he wouldn't appear to me in such a scary mode like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I was terrified of death and, and what launched my fear of death was actually my grand, my grandpa passing away because up until having a family member die. And I don't know about all the people listening, but what I've noticed is that usually we're born without a fear of death. When you're a child, you know, you don't even think about death when you're three years old, you know, what three-year-old is thinking about death. They're thinking about, I want the red lollipop or the blue lollipop, you know, (laughs) What kids are thinking about. So, so if you look at the psychology of death there, at what point of your life did you first realize, oh, we die and oh, I'm scared of it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think it was when my grandpa died because he was the first person that I'd ever experienced, um, you know, uh, dying, you know, and then it was like, oh, life isn't permanent. It's impermanent. You know, it's short. Our life is so short because it really hits you like, oh. I don't, I'm not unstoppable and would be indestructible because right. kids think they're indestructible, sure. right? Yep. And so it's like, oh my gosh, I'm no longer destruct, you know, indestructible and, and, oh, I'm, I may die like grandpa, you know, and I started thinking about that and it built into like a huge fear that was so bad that I'd start thinking about death and I'd have massive panic attacks that mm-hmm. were so bad I'd be shaking for three hours afterwards. And I was just absolutely terrified of death. And I was afraid of death. I, I kind of got it a little bit under control as an adult, but I was still afraid of it. And basically, here's when my, my fear ended. Okay. <laughs> my, my fear ended uh, a, 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 when a couple things happened. When, first of all, I started um, um, meeting with mediums who were able, who were good mediums. They weren't fakers because there's a lot of fakers out there mm-hmm. and scam artists. They were actually able to give me messages from people on the other side who had passed who were, that were legitimate messages. And then it was like, oh, you know, maybe there isn't anything to be afraid of. And then I read a lot of books um, about it as well, you know, kind of like the book. I didn't read your book in particular, but a lot of books like that. And then um, what happened is um, I had several near-death experiences of my own where hopefully your listeners know what an NDE is but if not I'm going to briefly tell you 
Um, that's basically where you're clinically dead. You know, you're you're gone, and and then you come back again. <laughs> right. Yep. And and people have experiences. Well, there's been thousands of people who swore they never believed in life after death, and they didn't believe in God. Like there's um, that doctor, that famous neurology doctor. Mm-hmm. Who uh, he he didn't believe in God or any of this kind of stuff or heaven, and he died and uh, was on the other side for quite a while and came back. Eben Alexander yes. is his name, yep. and yeah, he came back and so anyway, so I had an Eben Alexander experience, and I had actually I've had several of them, and I've been on the other side, and um, and then also once my channeling started back several years ago when I started channeling, that was a hundred percent proof that it's obvious <laughs> that we go on because if you're getting info from somebody who's not physically here and <laughs> in this realm, you know there's something more there's something more out there. But but here's something that will really blow you away is I gave birth 18 years ago to, uh, or almost 18 years ago, and Marshall will be 18 years, to my son and then my daughter. And since they've been little uh, or born, um, they've been able to see ghosts, spirits, demons, angels, dead people, all of that. They see it. They see it. They communicate with it. They they talk to them like if you were standing in the room and we're having a conversation, that's they're able to see them that way, like that clearly and have a conversation with them. And they've been doing this since they were old enough to talk. You know, they had these imaginary beings. Um, my, my, both my children can see their guardian angels for a long time. And they lost that ability when they were like, I don't know, maybe four or five years old, six years old, something like that. Um, but they, both my kids are what you call in, indigos. Mm-hmm. Um or rainbow children or whatever they they came into this planet not only um not only being able to see and talk to people who are on the other side but they they also have knowledge my daughter has full knowledge of every past lifetime she's ever lived and um i myself also have memories of past lifetimes and i also um have had i dream about past lifetimes and for the longest time i was dreaming about my death and my last my last life. I was murdered in New York City in my last life. And so now I'm terrified to go to New York City. <laughs> but um, but I dreamt about that over and over. So those are all the things that make me know now that um, our body is temporary. The earth is temporary. Everything on earth is a big illusion, basically. And our home, our true home is actually heaven. That's where we came from. Um, I believe that earth is a giant classroom and we're sent here to learn lessons. And if you're, you're either going to make the grade or you're not going to make the grade. And if you don't make the grade, you have to come back again and again and again and again to work out the little bumps and issues until, until you evolve. And, um, you know, that's what I believe But but all my fear of death is gone. I have no fear of death anymore. I mean, I've seen my, I've seen my father who's passed away, I've seen him uh, once in the middle of the night. I started developing the same abilities my children have. Well, now I'm seeing I'm seeing relatives, and so my father-in-law actually spoke to me over the baby monitor right at he, as he was passing and asked me to take care of his son and, and my children. And then after that, he appeared to me several times, and I even have witnesses because one of the times when he was here visiting, we had four people present in the room who all saw and heard and experienced everything. <laughs> how, so when you tell me four, about four, that a little bit. Like, how? what did they see and experience? So, 
So we had, okay, so my son does ghost busting. He has EMF detectors and equipment, yeah, yeah. And, and him and another friend would do ghost busting. And we, they were ghost busting in our house one time because we've had interesting things happen in our house. And it's, it, we don't have ghosts in our house. We just have relatives who come to visit quite frequently. Okay. And um, so, yeah, so basically my father-in-law was here. The four of us, we were in my room, and we were doing an EMF session, and all of a sudden, the, the door jam went boing, 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 all by, all, all by itself. Nobody was near the door jam, and it just goes boing, boing, boing. And then we're like, ooh, that's weird. And then the doorway lit up, like golden light, like just lit up. And then the TV turned on all by itself, and nobody was near a remote. The TV just goes on. Okay, with no, nobody yeah. there. Uh-huh. And so, so then we're like asking questions to figure out who it is. And I already knew in my head because I am an intuitive, so I already knew who it was, but I just wanted to make sure. Um, and, I, and we asked, we said, you know, is, if that's you, um, and it, you know, turn the, you know, can you turn the TV off again? Is that you? And sure enough, the TV went off. <laughs> oh my gosh. And who was it? And when, hmm? who was it that you believed was doing this? It was my father-in-law. He's very oh, okay. strong. He's a very strong spirit, and he visits quite frequently. And, um, yeah, he's here a lot. Um, we, we, My mother-in-law has a lake house that she, her and him built to retire to, and then after he died, she got all fearful about moving and changing her life, and so now she won't move out to this lake house. And um, every time we're out there, because our family just uses it in the summer and we just kind of hang out, every time we're there, we can hear, like, footsteps like somebody walking around upstairs somebody walking up and down the stairs it's pretty creepy wow do <laughs> you, you know it's him do huh? you have any stories that you can remember of your kids maybe when they were young when they saw a relative and you're like like you got it like oh my gosh like, like they couldn't have known that you know anything like that you know what I mean yes yes Okay, so I stories are fantastic. Things. I mean, they're just oh, like the best. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you a story okay, that'll okay. really blow your mind. Okay, okay I my, like that. <laughs> yeah, my daughter um, had never seen a picture of my grandpa who passed away when I was in college, maybe. Okay, but he was a famous musician. In fact, they had a two-page article in the Detroit Times on him right before he died because he played 500 pipe organ and wow. um, he was a jazz uh, piano player and he was just quite amazing. Um, my, my daughter had never even seen a photo of him. She had no clue what he looked like. And um, and anyway, so I was um, playing, I was playing piano. I started, when I turned 40, my midlife crisis present to myself was ever since I was a kid, I wanted to learn piano. So I bought myself a piano and I started playing. Well, my dad played piano. My grandpa was a pianist and that was like his first love was playing piano and organ. And I bought the piano and weird things started happening. Like sheet music would just suddenly fly off the piano. Just weird stuff started happening. And one day my daughter goes, mom, who's the man who keeps standing, who's the man who keeps standing next to the piano and he's wearing this blue suit with this flower, blah, 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 blah. And she starts describing what he looks like. And I'm like, well, what does his face look like? And she describes, he's got a mustache and his hair, you know, describes his hair and it says his hair is kind of messy and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's because he wore a, he wore a toupee. Okay. Yeah. So he wore a toupee and it looked kind of goofy because he was really bald on the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> and so he kind of looked like Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 Any, anyways, um, 
got to make fun of the guy. I can't help myself. But um, that's okay. <laughs> and, and, anyways, um, so my she's like, "Who is that? Who's that guy?" And she starts describing him, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's that's my grandpa." And so every time I would be sitting down and playing piano, he would just show up, and he was just so happy that I was learning the piano. He was like ecstatic. Um, that I was learning piano. He was very, very happy. And so she saw him, and, and then a couple times he showed up because my son was taking guitar lessons, and there was a couple times he showed up next to the guitars. And she said, there he is again. I saw him. He's standing next to the guitars. And she had never... So I showed a picture to him, uh, uh, of him to her, and I said, is this the man you saw? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. She starts jumping up and down and pointing, that's him, that's him, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, that's reminding me of a, just a personal story because I, I studied, uh, I took a course in mediumship, but I didn't go on to like become a medium or practice or anything. But I've had those times that like when you were talking about channeling that something comes out of you that like you're clear you're not saying it. I've had people show up in my brain and it looks just like my imagination, but it's like they're nobody I know. And so like just what I'm thinking about is I had gone to a funeral and I kept seeing this man, um, it was my friend's father, uh, husband that had died, and I kept seeing this man in just my mind's eye that was like right there with him. And I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Right? Like I kept seeing him in my mind's eye, and I'm like, this is not my imagination because like I've never seen this guy. So after the funeral, there was a reception and there were pictures of the family all over the place. And so this man's dad was the man in those pictures. So it was like oh, yeah. this guy died and he, his dad was there. But to see somebody so clear in my mind's eye and then all of a sudden they're in a picture. I mean, like it freaked me out, but it was also one of those reminders like this is real. This is real. This is real. You know, um, yeah. very cool. Very yeah, cool. it is. But the thing, the thing that I, I have, the one message I have to tell anyone who's listening mm-hmm. is, is seriously, your body is, it's a temple that you're supposed to take care of, of course, but it, it, it's temporary. You know, we're here for a short amount of time. So that's why you have to tell everybody you love them every day. Don't go to bed mad, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, but keep in mind that you are a pure divine being, an energy body or light body that's having a human experience. So that light body, everything on the earth, according to, and this is not woo-woo, this, I studied quantum physics, which is a science for many years, and, and Albert Einstein is the father of quantum physics. And um, there's um, Greg Braden and, and Dr. Amit Gatswami and all these people you can see on PBS anytime uh, talking about quantum physics. Everything in the earth, everything out in space, all the planets, all the stars, everything is all matter and energy. It's all created from energy. And the energy never dies. The energy just goes somewhere else. Right. It, it cannot die. It cannot be, it cannot be created or destroyed. Okay? It can't, it can't be destroyed. So it can be transmuted or changed into something else, which is why as a light worker, which is part of what I do, we take and we transmute energy. We turn it from negativity into light. We, we take it and we turn it into love and light and unconditional love. And so you, you know, you can change it into something of a higher vibration. You can raise your vibration, raise your frequency. You can raise stuff, but you, it, you can't kill it. It, it, you know, it, it never dies. Even the evil, even the evil energy that never dies, it can be transmuted and changed into something else, but it can never, it can never die. 
So every everything, the the rocks, the earth, your soul, your body, your your pets, your you know, the food you eat, everything is is energy. It's all energy. Can the negative you- evil be changed into positive? Yeah, transmuted. It can. The word you're using. Oh okay. heck yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm all about empowering and not that there aren't some negative forces that happen in the world, but it's like to turn things into positive and to raise the vibration. And I had somebody on the show not too long ago that talked about our loved ones in heaven or wherever you want to call them. They are Mm -hmm. actually vibrating in another frequency. So there's another vibration. So it's, it's like, no wonder we're not tuned into them all the time because we are not in the same vibration. Am I correct? No, we're not. Yeah. They're in what's called, they're in a different dimension too. It's a total different dimensional vibration. And the other misconception people have about heaven, I mean, because I learned the truth about everything. Like I know the fact that all religions on the earth were all created by men and all they do is cause war and people to fight and cause trouble. Um, there is only one religion in heaven, and that's unconditional love. God is love. God is the energy frequency of unconditional love. And, mm. and you know, people can can go into churches in heaven if they want, but there's not really organized religion in heaven. All the, the Methodists and the Buddhists and the Baptists and all that does not, you know, that's not a requirement in heaven. What okay. the requirement is to remain in unconditional love. That's the first thing. The second thing I learned is that... Um, uh, the people, what you were saying about the vibration, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's why we cannot um, communicate with them. And then the third thing that everybody needs to understand, because people come to me all the time because I have medium abilities and stuff, and they'll say, why is it that children die of cancer and babies die and and all this stuff, and they yeah. see all these you know things that are negative? Well, there's a reason for that. There's lots of reasons for everything, and they'll say stuff like, "Why do people like Hitler exist? If God is so powerful, why does right. you know all these people exist?" Well, there's there's a reason. So the first reason is if you look at, at the Earth and everything on it, everything is in balance. So you have day and night, white and black, dark and light. Everything has to be yin and yang. Everything has to have a balance. So there has to be evil to have good. And the reason why is, like I said earlier, the Earth is a classroom. You're here to learn. If the earth was heaven, if this was heaven, you'd have nothing to learn. The reason you're put into this little, I call it earth prison classroom, is because you do have evil. It does exist, but that evil forces you to learn all sorts of interesting lessons. So that's why that has to exist. And the same with the death of babies and children. Everything that happens to us, whether it's sickness, death, whatever, it's all learning lessons. So... What a child, um, a baby might not be necessarily having a learning lesson. However, that baby is what I call a little avatar. Every little child, every little baby, every person who dies of breast cancer or this or that or the other thing, they are an avatar. They are a teacher and an inspirer and a hero to everyone around them. When, When you turn on the news and you see these little kids that have cancer and they're going to make a wish foundation and everyone in their community and their school, all the kids in their school raise money so they could do blah, blah, blah. What do you think that all those people are learning? That little child has just been a teacher to hundreds and thousands of people. And if it's on the news, on the national news, it just taught thousands and thousands of people love, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, the fact that everything's temporary and that you need to enjoy every day while you're here. These are the lessons that people are being taught by, by these little martyrs. They're like little martyrs that come into the world and go out so quickly. And yeah. those, those, 
beings, those little children have chosen to do that before they came in. They, they knew that that was their mission. They had a mission, like Mission Impossible, and their mission was to come to Earth spend some time with their family and might even be just hours. Maybe they're, you know, born, they die when they come out of the womb, but, but they're, they're teaching lessons to all the beings around them, to their mother, their father, their family, everybody. Yeah. That's really, really powerful in the midst of suffering. It is Mm -hmm. like the last thing you want to hear, right? Something like this. But I know if you can fast forward 10 years past when something terrible happened and you can look back and you can think of all the lives that were impacted and all the growth we had and and things like that. I mean, it... You know that they are like little angels or little superheroes or they are things they're like that. In, they're little heroes they are because they martyr themselves it's just like Joan of Arc they're like little baby Joan of Arc yeah in heaven do you have any um thoughts of if if kids continue to grow up in heaven you know people can appear in whatever form they want they don't continue to grow you're basically so the age that Christ was when he was put on the cross which is like thirty two I believe that's pretty much what most people in heaven appear like. But you can also appear as a child. You can appear as an adult. You can appear. You can appear how you want to people who see you. Who that's how they knew you in that life. So, like, if you run into somebody who all they knew you as was ten year old so and so, then you can actually appear in form as as what they knew you as. That's how you can appear to them so that they identify. They can you know they know who you are. Um, so, so you have that ability to appear however you want. You can appear as a child, you can appear as an old woman. There's some people in heaven who walk around looking like, um, an old granny all the time because they enjoyed that part of their life and they like looking like that. (laughs) I'm thinking of my own grandmother. She died one week short of her 91st birthday and she was a flirt. She was maybe five, five feet tall, but she just loved everybody, loved the men, kiss everybody, just love you, honey, you know, just big hugs. And it's like, I... I wouldn't be yeah. surprised that she's still the grandmother. That was my and, two grandmas. Yeah, and one and, died at age 90 and one died at 94, and they were both like that. And oh. they're both tiny little, short little, cute little balls of love and energy and, and hugs, and they're just unconditionally yeah, it, loving Yeah, the, the best, just the best. So where my mind's telling me to take me into this conversation right now is I'm thinking of... Uh, so we, we're all souls, right? And we all have the same... How do I say this? That makes sense. Um, when we transition, our body dies, whatever you want to call it, like part of us still exists, right? So within each one of us is this soul, spirit, eternal self, whatever that is. And I, I'm where I'm getting into, Kimberly, is this whole thing about vibrations. Because right. if we have the power to say, I want to show up in Sandra's mind's eye as the, this person, an older person, or right. go over here as a young person, like, so we're pretty powerful. Very, very we are powerful. We're very powerful. We're extremely powerful, more powerful. In fact, we're limitless. And the only reason humans have limits is they put them on themselves. Okay, so. so here we are on Earth. We've put limits on ourselves, right? Forgetting that we mm-hmm. are these powerful beings. But also that we're residing in these things called bodies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how can we, let's say, increase our vibration to 
I mean, one important thing, I know you get talk about stress and health and things, but I read a bit on your website about increasing your vibration for your own well-being, for your own health. Mm-hmm. And if you could talk maybe a little bit about that and, um, and maybe right. tie it in with some of the stress too, because I know there's some things that we should be doing that will keep us healthy right. and also raise a vibration, but also some things we shouldn't be doing that actually can add stress to okay. the system and can bring us down. So, How much um, time gonna, do we have? Where are we at right now? Let's time, take so I a can... look. I got about 10 minutes. How's that work for okay. you? Okay. Okay. That's good. I'm going to turn perfect. the page okay. of my notebook and take some notes. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give the reader's digest version because honestly, if they want to go to my website yep. and read that article about how to raise your vibration, that would be really good for them to read. I have a blog on there about how to raise your vibration. I believe that's what you found, right? Yep. And blog. also I'm going to have a link right yeah. to that page on your episode yeah. of We Don't Die Radio. Um, yeah. Yeah, your episode number 70, 70. Right. And so it'll okay. all have a link to that. Okay, so hit it, sister. So, and I'm a number seven life path, so that's interesting. Okay. Perfect. So, um, okay, so the, this is going to be Reader's Digest version, very basic info that's the most important. So if you look at the field of quantum physics and energy and matter and vibration, uh, there's what you call a megahertz. Um, you know, you've heard megahertz, mm-hmm. you know, that has to do with electricity and whatever. Okay, so the Earth vibrates at 528 megahertz, which is the vibration of unconditional love. And um, in fact, so many people know this, that John Lennon recorded the song Imagine, you know, Imagine yeah. All the People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which has got to be one of my favorite songs. I mean, because he envisioned the same thing I do, which is Peace on Earth. Right. And so he recorded that. Um, in 528 megahertz. So when you're listening to it, you're getting the vibration of unconditional love flowing through you every time you listen to that song. Wow. And um, yeah, isn't that cool? Yep. So the thing is, is that on a scale, vibration, let's say, goes from 100s or 1 all the way on up to 1,000. So 100 and 200 would be your ISIS people, people who are what I call extremely fear-based people mm-hmm. three three to five hundred are still people who are very who have fear but they're they're a little better a little better the closer they get up to 500 um and and so i have some relatives in my family who are like three four hundred because they're just negative what we call negative energy vampire people like mm-hmm. everything's negative negative oh negative, yeah negative, i know negative. some of those folks myself okay yep. uh-huh. so those are okay so they're not bad people like they don't kill people so the people who like do murdering and killing they're like one two hundred level the people who are like three to five hundred level are people who just they need some help, but they're not, they're not bad necessarily. And some of them might be, I mean, they, they might've knocked off a grocery store and robbed it. And uh-huh. They didn't necessarily kill people. They just had a bad life and bad circumstances or they're fear-based or they're just negative all the time. Um, that will push you below 500. Your goal as a human is to get over 500. Why? Okay. Because when you're below 500, guess what happens to your physical body and your brain? That you get would- sick. Yeah, okay. That's it. So low, low vibration causes illness, high vibration causes healing and happiness. So okay. the two things every human on earth wants is happiness and health, right? Right, Isn't right. That the two things every person. Okay. Uh-huh. The best way to have happiness and health is doing things to raise your vibration. So I'm going to give you in a nutshell some some um, tickets to raising your vibration. Number one is get rid of all the people out of your life who are sucking your energy down. 
So if you have friends, and I had to do this, I had friends who I had this guilty feeling like I got to stay friends with this person, but every time I was around them, it just made me feel drained or sick. I had to get rid of all of them out of my life. And you know what? If you love yourself unconditionally the way God loves you, then you're going to get rid of those people because every time you're near those people, they're making you sick. So if if you're in a situation where you can't get rid of them, like maybe they're your mother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> and you have to see this person all the time, then what you need to do is minimize your conversations with them and minimize um, your proximity, your physical proximity to them as much as possible and you need to learn what I call energy protection exercises. And I teach those to my clients. I can't teach people that on this call no, because that's take a little too, too much long. time. Yep. But but you can learn how to protect your energy from people when you're, when you're anywhere in public, like in crowded places. There's negative people everywhere, and they're all impacting you, whether they're in a relationship with you or you're just walking around them and you're near them. People who are low vibration just suck the life out of everybody. And so, so basically you, you need to, you need to protect yourself. You need to eat healthy foods and take care of your body with high vibrational, putting high vibrational stuff in your body. So low vibration stuff in your body would be like alcohol, cigarettes, um, drugs, um, pharmaceutical drugs are very bad. Sugar. Um, all they do is cause, yeah, sugar uh, yeah, is bad. Yep. But you got to explain to people though that there's good sugar and bad sugar because um, your brain cannot um, actually function on, but, um, because my sister's a biologist, my sister-in-law's a biologist mm-hmm. and she had to explain this to me, um, because I went on a no carb diet and got very sick actually. And she explained that your brain actually needs some sugar in order to function, but there's a difference between good sugars and bad sugars. So good sugar would be an apple, um, right. some grapes, a banana. In fact, bananas can fight diabetes and so can apples. They're really, really good. Um, for that, but but the thing is, is there's good sugar and bad sugar. Mm-hmm. Honey, you know, people have been eating honey since the beginning of time. Um, you know, there's um, I forgot what else. That's, there's another sugar that's natural. There's a lot of stuff because um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of health coaching for people. But but the thing is, is that um, you you need to eliminate stuff out of your diet that's low vibration, and it's mostly going to be like the drugs and the pop is going to get you, chemicals are going to get you, preservatives are going to get you. You want to eat whole natural foods, and you want to eat an anti-inflammatory diet. You want to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. a lot of nuts and seeds. Um, a lot of healthy proteins, you know, um, that kind of thing. Like red meat vibrates kind of low. It's not good. It causes inflammation. But grass-fed beef is actually really good for you. Hmm. Um, it's got congelinated um, uh, acids or CLAs in it that are actually lower inflammation. So it's kind of contradictory because we'll say like no red meat, but it's only the bad kind of red meat. So So organic stuff as much as possible. The more organic it is, if it has pesticides in it, that's going to lower your vibration extremely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, really important. Um, and then watching happy, listening to happy music, um, listening to like rap and heavy metal that has negative lyrics, that will suck your energy down. Watching violent movies or TV things right. will suck your energy down. Um, watching the news will suck your energy down because it's all negative. Listening yeah. to anything that's negative will suck your energy down. So listening to beautiful music like Mozart or, you know, meditation music, these kind of things are the things that are going to, sorry, (laughs) being interrupted here. 
Um, th- okay. Those are the things that are going to, you know, raise your vibration. So, so those are just some basics to get people started. But yeah. um, how about laughter? The, Does that fit right in with la- raising? Oh, yes, yeah. I dig laughter. Laughter um, is definitely one, and that's in my article. You know, I didn't yep. go into all of that. The other thing is positive thoughts. So, what you, your brain and your thoughts are all energy. Your positive thoughts vibrate at a high vibration. Your negative thoughts vibrate low, under five hundred. So you want to, and this is what I do in my business, is I teach people how to reprogram their brain for happiness and health and success. And it's really quite easy to do, believe it or not. It's just that you, it's mind over matter. You have to make a decision. I want to change my life. I want to be happy and healthy. And then once you've made that decision with yourself, then you just go through learning the tools and the steps that it takes. And you can reprogram your brain so that everything in your mind is all positive and uplifting and not sucking your energy down and and making you sick because every negative thought makes you sick. You're causing sickness repeatedly. And and it also is releasing, you know, cortisol, stress hormone and messing up your thyroid and your hormones and pretty much everything. It's just bad. Yeah. And and thinking, even though I'm guilty of it, I mean, it's on autopilot so much, but I know there's been times that I can purposely think a thought or purposely think of what I'm grateful for, right? And like Mm -hmm. take a piece of paper and write down 50 things and that really takes something, but then I start getting flooded with feelings of gratitude, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it it takes something, but I see what you mean that we can like create that habit of thinking you can you can have a bad habit about thoughts but here the cool thing is is we are powerful we're really powerful and and it's mind over matter i mean my my mother-in-law who's who was a nurse she used to tell me i used to many years ago i used to get migraine headaches i don't get them anymore um because i found out the cause and i and i healed myself but but she used to tell me mind over matter you can will your migraines away you can use your mind to actually will your migraines away and i didn't believe her until i learned meditation and some mind body techniques and it was like wow you really can it is really mind over matter i mean i teach clients how to control pain how to get rid of pain completely i have a whole pain management program i do with clients who need that and um, it, it really is mind over matter. Whatever you want to do, and, and, and my, my own mother used to tell me, you can do anything you put your mind to. She told me that the whole time I was growing up. What a powerful and you, mom and that leaves your yeah. whole world to anything being possible. That's awesome. Right. That's really yeah. awesome. Because just yeah. the opposite can happen so, so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just back up? Because we just have a couple of minutes. But I had written down um, the pineal gland and actually wrote down the words and how to spell it, if I'm saying it right. And you said the pine cone and everything. Are there yeah. things that we can do to help develop that so that we become more yeah, the, psychic? The first thing you need to do is get rid of fluoride. So if you have water that your city puts fluoridation into, you need to filter it because fluoride actually destroys your pineal gland. Mm completely destroys it. Um, So you need to get away from fluoride. There's all kinds of toothpaste on the market that you can buy that don't have fluoride. And there's actually no proof. I have a whole section in my book that's coming out about this, but there's no scientific proof that fluoride does anything at all for for you for cavities. And um, 98% of the world, except for the U.S., is not using fluoride. I think it's banned completely from Europe. It's completely banned in Europe because it's basically toxic poison, Mm -hmm. and it it completely destroys your pineal gland. The, the, The best way to improve your pineal gland is meditating, meditating every day. If you want to develop your pineal gland and develop your psychic abilities, 
you need, you need, you got to get your mind clear and quiet and calm every day for a few minutes. And there's hundreds, there's actually 108 types of meditation that have been identified. So there's lots of different types of meditation, even prayer, reading the Bible, that's all meditation. Um, you need to just, you need to quiet your mind and, and do that. And that will develop your pineal gland. The other thing is what you put in your mouth will either destroy or heal it. So if you eat that healthy diet that I mentioned, then that will also help. That will really help. Interesting. Our time is running out real fast. Oh, my. I don't want to end, but I, I've got an appointment in a <laughs> few minutes. Aw. Anyways, Kimberly, any closing words? And and how do we get in touch with you? Besides, as oh, I wow. always remind um, everybody, we don't die radio.com, episode 70, Kimberly Palm. I'll have all of her contact information. But if you're listening right now on iTunes and you just want to go to a website, could you tell us what your websites are? Yes, it is healyourmindbody.com and heal is H-E-A-L, like the word heal, and then yourmindbody.com. And there's no word and in there. There's no, people want to stick an and in. It's just healyourmindbody.com. Yes. And what is, what is what you have for doctors? Oh, um, so I I created, yeah, I have the only comprehensive program right now in the world. It's kind of one-stop shopping to help doctors. 90% of doctors are burning out. Yeah. And actually, doctors have more stress than their patients have. So I created a special program just for physicians, and that's HealerToTheDoctors.com. And that's how I got the name Healer to the Doctors is I started coaching doctors a few years back, and it just kind of took off. And then I, I, I realized, you know, this is a serious problem, and I created a program just for them. So it's com. if anybody in the medical industry is listening um, to this, but I mean, my big message to everybody is don't fear death because there's really nothing to fear that when, when people die, their relatives down here are the ones that are suffering because they miss yep. them. Mm-hmm. But the people who are on the other side are having one hell of a big party. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good party over there. So, yeah. It's always um, harder on all those of us who have been left behind. Yes. Yes. But there's nothing, there's nothing to fear. And as far as, um, you know, keep your memories, you know, do things to remember. There's nothing wrong with thinking about people you love, who you've lost and remembering them and celebrating them, maybe lighting a candle on their birthday or eating a piece of cake on their birthday and, you know, keeping those memories, having photo albums, talking about them to keep their memory alive. That's really important. And allowing yourself to go through the grieving process. You have to allow yourself to grieve and not let people tell you otherwise. Yeah, very, very true. We all grieve at our own time and it takes time, I'm sure, with Mm -hmm. grieving to raise our vibration. Well, Kimberly Palm, thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, you're welcome. You're Thank you so much for awesome. me. Yeah, it was really great and you made a made a huge difference. And to our listener, thank you again and again and again for, for being here. Whether this is your first episode or your seventieth, I have some great people that have written me and have listened to every single one. So I want to thank you personally for taking the time to do that. Um all past episodes are available on iTunes. Just type in We Don't Die or if you go to We Don't Die Radio dot com you can find them as well. So please remember to to visit Kimberly's website, HealYourMindBody.com. And in closing, this is Sandra Champlain. I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe with all my heart that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.